when we think of our financial situation, what is limiting us to where we are now? Is it time? Is it space? Is it other people? Is it what is it that I believe about my finances that is limiting me to what I'm doing now, where I'm at now and how I roll? Hello and welcome. Mentoring with Geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast for naturopaths, nutritionists, herbalists, and practitioners. This podcast responds directly to your needs, the needs of the practicing natural therapist. With interviews, herbal discussions, something business, and something clinical each week, you'll get the variety you need and enjoy to stay motivated in practice. Hello everyone and welcome to Mentoring with Geraldine and the Bite Size Podcast. It's so lovely to see you again. So last time on the podcast, I was talking about limiting beliefs and I thought this is really, it's really enjoyable to talk about this sort of thing. And let's go further now. We've talked about self. We did that last time and we talked about our abilities. So I thought this time, let's think about what's holding us back? What are our barriers to change just as we think about our clients' barriers to change? What are these limiting beliefs as being part of these barriers? So today I thought we'd talk about our financial situation and how we look at our finances as clinicians and what we do. We have to charge people. We have to make a living. We have bills to pay. And what is the limiting belief we have over finances? Now, what I've noticed is, and it was pointed out to me, I had to have it pointed out to me, for the last two years, I have been just the tiniest squeak short of my yearly goal, financial goal, like a tiny squeak. And so I said to someone I work with the other day in one of the groups that I'm in, I said, I can't believe it. I'm just so shy, just this little bit shy. And she said, yeah, you said that. She said, it's been a couple of years in a row. She said, maybe that's your limiting belief. And I was like, yeah, maybe it is. And then I'm working with Nikki Clark around my branding at the moment. And I was talking with her and I said, oh, I'm just this little squeak. And I'm down at the first quarter as well. And I'm just this little squeak shy. And she said, didn't you just have January off? And I was like, yeah, I didn't actually start taking any money until middle of February because I was off. And um, yes, find my membership, which is amazing. And we go through all of this stuff. We work because I'm live in the group three times a month and then we do other things as well. So in the membership, in the academy, we do a lot of this work. It's really practical stuff as well. Everything I learn, I then share into the academy. So the work that I'm doing, I share. So it's all about branding at the moment in the academy because that's what I'm doing with Nikki Clark, not as she's a copywriter. So obviously it's very different the way I'm presenting it because I'm certainly not a copywriter. But that was, so I had two people in a row say to me, you know, mate, you've got limiting beliefs going on here. And sometimes it does take someone else to point it out to us. It's great that we sit down and we have our goals and we can plan out our goals. We need X amount of people to join or to come and see us to reach a financial goal. We need X amount of people to purchase product because we make a profit on product. So I believe deeply that we shouldn't align with any one brand. So I am opposed to multi-level marketing 
as a product system. I know that one of the herbal companies that I use here in Australia is a multi-level marketing company in America, but they don't sell their products like that in Australia. They just sell them as a distributor product because I believe that we've got so much good stuff in Australia. Oh my goodness. There was that piece of research a good few years ago that said that supplements are not what they say they are on the can. Now, the person who did that had to go to a supermarket or wherever he went in the United States to find the worst quality product at the cheapest price to be able to produce his research. So there was already a research bias there. No Australian products were chosen that have an Austell number on the front for that piece of research. So that means that that can be perpetrated all over the internet that all supplements are rubbish and we know that not to be true. So that is part of our product, our profit margin, because as a naturopath, I'm able to keep my appointment rate slightly lower because I know I'm making a little bit of something on the product. Whereas when I do hypnosis, it is time is money. So there's, I'm not selling supplements. I'm not making money off anything else. So my rate is higher. Okay. When I mentor, I'm not making money on product. And yet I still have a relatively low rate. I'm still not charging really what I should. So that's a limiting belief that here I am, I'm charging what I charge a client, but I'm not actually making as much as I would if I was seeing a client because I haven't got the other sides to that income. You know, there's, if I do some testing, then I might make a profit on some of those. I make a profit on supplements. Yes, I keep my profit low, but it's still there. So our financial situation as a whole, how are we thinking about that? Where are our limiting beliefs? Are we stopping ourselves from moving forward? So just like last podcast, this one is really about, because I know you're doing something else, and this one is really about you thinking about what is going on with me? What is my financial situation? What's holding me back? And there might be real physical things. So there were for me for a long time when I had small children, my husband was at work all the time. I've always financed my business myself. It has not come out of family money, which is one of the reasons I worked from home to keep my overheads down. So I've always, but I've had a room. I didn't really have a room. Initially, the room I'm in now is the lounge is officially, if you look plan, you know, if you buy a house and it's got the plan on it and labels all the rooms. So this room would be labeled lounge, but I've now got it set up solely as my office and nothing else. But while the children were small, it was our lounge and in front of the window was the TV and I would literally throw a sheet over the TV. I would take the wheelie chair from the computer, which was in the back corner of the room, and I would pull it in front of the TV. The person would sit on my sofa and I would have my notes on my, because I handwrote all my notes, I didn't use a computer, and I would then sit and handwrite on my lap. So I mean, I would convert the room, literally convert the room. I would do some bark flower spray before the person came in. So I would clear the room. I would then consult. And it was only when people were really better that they would go is that a tv under that sheet and then i'd know they were getting better because they were to see outside of themselves so i was limited then by the fact that my children were doing all the things that children do and i'd allowed myself to get um, more and more drawn into the driving them to this set and the other thing as friends said oh your kid has to do this and your kid has to do that and i'd take my kid to it and my son would do whatever it was and my daughter would do it for the first few until she got the outfit the uniform the tutu whatever it was as soon as she got that she'd stop but I was driving them I had a limit on time but I was still able to have programs within that time 
Now, the only program, and I do say this on a regular basis, I wrote a program from start to finish about my ideal client. I've never sold it. It's still sitting in a file on my computer. The only programs I sold were my healthy living program, which I would tailor to the problem, my healthy living and weight loss program, my healthy living and anxiety program, my healthy living and whatever it might be so that I could then sell it to my clients. So I would have money coming in from the program and then you go, oh, you know, you shouldn't have a program. That's really awful. You need to see your clients one-to-one, give them all the love. But my program gave them more because it was all about healthy living. So my financial situation was supported by people being on programs because if you're in a one-to-one business, when you're on holiday, hey presto, no money. And now in the academy we've got coming up, so we have two bigger days of the year and in May we have programs in practice. So we spend the day writing the program and then we're actually going to, I've, it isn't all written yet. This is still in my mind. I'm telling you about it. I'm working it out as I talk to you. So feel inspired. This is what we do as we think about something, we look at something, we come up with ideas. So the idea is that a couple of weeks after, so we'll have the programs and practice day, then we'll have a Q&A. It runs on the Zoom. Everyone's asking me questions. It's, it's all live. You see me. And then we will, I think, for May or maybe June, I'll see how we go. I'll see how people are feeling about how far they've gone along. We're going to have a bit of, not a challenge, because I know the word challenge, I think, actually puts people off these days. People get worried they're not going to be able to do something. They haven't got the time or whatever it is to do something. But what I think we're going to do is have a month to actually be getting it out to the world and promoting it. So I'm a great one in my programs always sold to my client who is sitting in front of me. Now I sell, obviously I sell coaching programs and I sell my trainings to people outside of consult. There's, you can set up a Facebook group for $47 and it's following me doing it. So I mean, you don't need me physically to do that. You need someone to say, do this, do this, do this. Don't forget to add this. What about that? Make sure you go over here and do that. So there are things there that you don't need me and that can be purchased. The mini bundle from the last trainings that I did on coaching confident consulting and that's just got the motivational interviewing you don't need me for that so there are things in there now that people can purchase or do for free on geraldineheadley.com but when we think of our own financial situation when we're working one-to-one with our clients there's another side like the financial situation and the epidemiological situation and you're like what When you change one person, you actually change all the people around that one person. You never just change one person's life by working one-to-one with them. Think about it. Your person comes in and they've got pain, they've got discomfort, and you help them resolve that pain. You help them resolve that discomfort. They become a nicer person. The people around them get that nicer person. They get a more enjoyable person as a friend, as a parent, as a lover, whoever it might be. We've changed that person's diet and lifestyle. And so they in turn share those changes with their friends. So we never, even though we're doing a one-to-one appointment, we're never just affecting one person. We're actually affecting a whole group. So, and epidemiology is all about long-term, isn't it? It's about seeing what happens into the future and down the road and what's happened in the past and why it happened. And um, our epigenetics, what happens in the body and what happens to the baby down the road, the next baby, the next baby, the next baby. No. Sorry, that sounds like you're having the next baby, the next baby. What I mean is you have a baby, your child then has a baby, that child has so on and so forth, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, down the way that way. <laughs> it was a bit difficult to explain. That was long-winded, wasn't it? 
But the epigenetics of it, you're changing the epigenetics of those people if you're changing their diet and their lifestyle, their habits. So we never just affect one person in one-to-one consulting. When we think of our limiting beliefs around seeing those clients and the time, the effort, the money spent, all of those things and our financial situation, what are our limiting beliefs to stop us? So when my kids were at school and I had a very limited amount of time, sometimes what I would do when I wanted to fit more people in is I would do, my clients came to see me. So this is pre-online days. So people would come to see me. But what I would do is I would sort of sneak in, but not sneak in appointments on the phone. So they would be half hour appointments because I put everyone in for an hour. But then I would do phone consults for people I knew really well. A phone consult's much faster. It really So like a Zoom consult is faster as well and that the person is only doing this one thing. But a telephone one, you can get that down to half an hour. So I could fit in a few. So they'd be paying the same and I would be doing the work for them outside of consult if I had to. If I knew them well, chances are I didn't have to do that much. I would have to make a mixture, get some supplements together, which I'd have to do anyway. And then they would get those from the Esky. So I have a pickup. You know, you can just come on my front veranda, which I can see through my window. And I've got an Esky there and people collect supplements from the esky but i'm watching and these are the things when we think what is my limiting belief what is my upper limit in my finances what is my upper limit in my earnings how am i holding myself back from reaching the earnings that i want to have remembering to take into account the fact that like me i didn't work in january i was off for january november last year i was off i was in tasmania so we have to take out you might have a goal of, what's a nice round number, 100,000 a year, but you actually only work 40 weeks a year. That means how much you do have to earn in those 40 weeks. How can you work it out that better? Is it that the kids do have to go into after-school care certain, you know, a couple of times a week? Or is there someone who can collect them so that you've got someone on call so that if they're sick, you can keep working? You're not the one who has to go and get them from school. You're not the one who has to organize them and do everything. When we think of our financial situation, what is limiting us to where we are now? Is it time? Is it space? Is it other people? Is it, what is it that I believe about my finances that is limiting me to what I'm doing now, where I'm at now and how I roll? Okay, so this is another I'm in your head, let's think about this. You might have to do a bit of a pros and cons to what you do. You might have to nut out some other ways of doing things. There's all sorts of ways. If people in my academy, they've got these financial spreadsheets. See, I'm learning the spreadsheet thing that they can look at how much, what their spend is and how much they have to earn. And then of course, in the academy, we go through how to get to do things, how to get more business, how I'm motivating people all the time. I want to encourage people in their business. And one-to-one business is really nice. It's real. I love getting to know my clients. I've got clients that I have been seeing one lady They were babies when she came to see me and now they're teenagers. And it's so wonderful to see the progress of that family over the years. 
And it's so valuable to my financial situation, yeah, but to my emotional, my empathetic, my everything feelings within me and my situation because I watched that family grow. I have changed so much in that family's life that they don't realize I've changed because they now eat differently. You know, mum says, oh, I'm so much healthier than I ever was before, but she's getting older. So, you know, she's got menopause hitting on now. So we've changed our focus of what we're looking at. But what is your financial situation that is holding you back? What is the limiting belief that you have? And the boundaries, the outer boundaries that you have as well. Okay. So yeah, I just really wanted to leave you. This set of podcasts is more about leaving you really thinking, and I'm a New Zealander, so who knows how that sounded. Is it you're thinking about things or really thinking about what it is that is your limiting belief? What is it that is a boundary, a physical as well as mental boundary for you in achieving what you want to achieve? Okay. I mean, the academy is the place to be to go through all this stuff, to work with other practitioners and be in that community and really be able to have the support and bounce things off each other and really be able to build that practice that you've got within those physical boundaries, but be able to extend your limiting beliefs and break those boundaries. So I'm going to leave it there and let you think on maybe I've got a journal this one out. Maybe while I'm walking, I've managed to really think Geraldine's touched on a couple of things that have made me think about my own, about my own self and how I can change. What is it that's going on with you? Now, I would like to ask you a favor. If you have stayed to the end, I really, really, really would appreciate a review, preferably a five-star one. The reviews help me in iTunes for to get the word out there but it also supports me and encourages me to do more because we've done a lot of episodes now and I'm sure there's a lot more to come and if you're enjoying them then it would be really great just like your customers pay you money to see you I would like you to pay me with a tiny bit of time all you have to do is go to the show you scroll down on your phone if you're on an iPhone you scroll down and just below is where the stars are and if you're overseas if you're not in Australia I won't get to see you comment I will only get to see your star rating which is why I say please put a five star rating because if you stayed to the end hey we're both doing well right I'm going to leave you with that and I hope you have an absolutely brilliant rest of day and look after yourselves and email me talk to me tell me how you get on with these podcasts I love to hear from people so you know you can message me through geraldineheadley.com that my learning space or you can email me at geraldine at mentoringwithgeraldine.biz because i really would love to hear from you okay enjoy see ya thanks so much for joining me today don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes if you'd like even more support and learning then the academy is for you Here you'll find part two of the herbal discussions, more clinical learning and case studies to support your clients in practice. Bye for now.